Welcome back to the Unregulated Podcast. This is episode number 64. We're coming at you from two different locations here This on the run-up to New Year's. It is December 29th. I'm your co-host, Tom Pyle. And I'm what's left of Mike McKenna. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How was Christmas? Did you get everything you wanted besides I, socks? I got everything I wanted except for sleep. Ah, uh, yes. Well, we are in New York City this week, uh, spending some time with my, my mother and father-in-law. And uh, we, I can assure you that it is a very different, different place. Um, there are COVID, like pop-up COVID testing sites everywhere. And uh, there are lines at all of them. Um, but the crowds, the vacationers did not pass up an opportunity to stuff themselves like sardines on Fifth Avenue to check out the uh, Rockefeller Center tree and everything else. So uh, it's an interesting, it's an interesting climate out here in the Big Apple for sure. Yeah, I think people are getting to the point where it's just, um, you know, they're, they're ready to learn how to live with it, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, and, and let's talk a little bit about COVID before we, uh, before we switch gears. So the, the big news, of course, is that um, President Biden has basically um, given up. Uh, and I think you know where I'm going with this one. Um, let me play a clip and then we can discuss it. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus. You're going to shut down the virus. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. I'm not going to shut down the economy. <laughs> All right. Well, which is it? Because he ran his entire presidential campaign on the fact that he was going to shut down the virus. And the prime minister, Ron Klain, tweeted during the campaign that this is not a Articles of Confederation problem. This problem requires a federal solution and we're going to solve it. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it has the feel of a de facto resignation, right? Like he's just, you know what, I'm done being president. I'm getting bored with this stuff. He was just literally left that meeting to go to Delaware. I, I, it was, it was even by the incredibly low standards of the Biden administration, it was a horrible, horrible thing to do, thing to say, and framing of the whole thing. It, it if I were, if I were just a regular old American citizen sitting out there in the heartland, I, I'm, I'm not sure I know what to make of it, except like I said, hey, it's obvious this guy doesn't care anymore. And the testing thing, right? The tests, um, you, you know, the thing about the, I don't want to get sidetracked here, but the thing about the Trump administration, um, this thing caught us in media res, right? I mean, we were doing other stuff and, and yeah. it, it took a, it took a good month to, to appreciate the um, gravity of the situation and get off get off the marks right um that said it was 12 months from um first meeting to vaccine right which not vaccine therapeutic but i don't want to get in the middle of that just now um biden guys have had two full years to think about this and we still are scrambling around for tests i i don't understand it at all at all at all at all um and i don't think anybody else does even members of my family who i know voted for mr biden um, have been complaining to me about it. And 
I'm sure you know I'm very delicate in the response, right? <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. So the, let me go back to the June 24th, while you guys were in the, while the Trump guys were in the throes of it. I've been saying since March that we can't be COVID within articles of Confederation response. We have a national government for a reason. If Donald Trump won't use it to beat this killer disease, I know someone who will starting in January 2021. So here we are in December of, of 2021 and he's packing it in. Yeah, I, I it has, I, boy, I hate to say this because I said it, I think last couple of times, um, these guys have seen their peak. They saw their peak way back in April. It, this, it, this presidency has failed already, I, I, which worries me greatly because they still have three years left on their clock, right? Yeah, I, who the hell knows how this is going to run? And, and luckily, we're going to start talking about that soon. I want to uh, read two tweets from Jennifer Rubin, the <laughs> quote-unquote conservative at the Washington Post who needs no introduction. Um, this was from July uh, of this year. DeSantis downplays risking COVID-19 numbers. That'll work, says no one. Uh, today, yesterday, 10.30 in the morning, as we recognize that COVID-19 is not a deadly or even severe disease for the vast majority of responsible Americans, we can stop agonizing over quote unquote cases and focus on those who are hospitalized or at risk of dying. So did she finally like start reading Kirk, Phil Kirpin's tweets or what? I, you know, um, being a Roman Catholic, I'm always looking for converts, not heretics. So I guess I'm grateful, but come on, man. It, you know, I'm looking forward to to the beginning of next week when everybody tries to cover how this how this thing is happening. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you. Um, <clears throat> the uh, fact of the matter is, is the practical on the ground situation. I can already see uh, what you just described, uh, which is that people are getting comfortable just sort of managing this thing. But for, for example. You know, my sister had the sniffles. She got worried. She took a home test. She's negative. She felt better, right? Like, you know, she called up and said, hey, uh, I think we're in the clear. I took a test. It's negative. But if you can't get tests. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll, it, it, what happened to the, you know, we're going to have tests for everyone, home tests for everyone, right? Like I've been buying a few here and there just to, just to hold on to. But now all the all the defiant libs out there are like hoarding home tests, right? Well, it's funny, right? Because at the beginning of this, way back in, in February of 2020, right? A family member of mine said, look, no one's going to feel perfectly comfortable until we get the situation where, um, where the testing is like peeing on a stick, right? You can go in any, you know, any, any drugstore, buy it, pee on it. It'll tell you right away, right? Boom, boom. Yeah, that, I mean, it's essentially and, what we have. We, what, what is available now, well, but which it's not a, should it's have... Not should have been available from the beginning. Those things were ready to go, but they insisted on us going in and, and doing right. these PCR tests. Right. right. But I mean, it, it, but it's not, it's not really available, right? You can't find it on the, on the, on the shelves. It's, it's a failure. Right. And, and it's a failure. This, this failure, the testing failure is, is shared only by the Biden administration only by the team only by team biden and that's that's why i'm kind of waiting for next week to see how everybody finesses the whole hey it's not my problem anymore guys peace out um right. 
Um, it, it, you know, they, they get a pass because no one's paying attention to the news this week, but everyone's going to be back at work next week. They're going to have to say something. The Twittersphere is going to have to say something. Well, well, here, here's the other thing. I'm sure you saw this too. The CDC miraculously changed the guidelines for for quarantine, right, from ten to five days. Yeah, man. The, Just the, right yeah. out of the. We got new information. The new information is, oh shit! If everyone who gets it has to quarantine for ten days, the entire economy is going to shut down again because so many people are getting it. So where's the science? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, they're just following the science, Tom. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, I've got one more thing on, on COVID and, um, it, this is uh, face the nation apparently ran a, um, uh, a seg segment on sort of the biggest underreported story of 2021 and Jan Crawford was on the panel. She's a, a legal correspondent for CBS news. And this was her take on the biggest underreported story of 2021. Well, I want to get to underreported stories uh, as well. Jan? Oh, I, for me, I mean, I, my kids hear me rant about this every day, so I may as well tell you guys. It's, it's the crushing impact that our COVID policies have had on young kids and children. Mm -hmm. uh, the, by far, you know, the least serious risk for serious illness. Uh, but, I mean, even teenagers, you know, a healthy teenager has a one in a million chance of getting and, di and dying from COVID, which is way lower than you know, dying in a car wreck on a road trip, uh, but they have suffered and sacrificed the most, especially kids in underrepresented at-risk communities. And now we have the Surgeon General saying there's a mental health crisis mm -hmm. among our kids. Mm -hmm. uh, the risk of suicide, girl, suicide attempts among girls now up 51% this year. Uh, black kids uh, nearly twice as likely as, as white kids to die by suicide. I mean, school closures, lockdowns, cancellation of sports. You couldn't even go on a playground in the D.C. area uh, without cops scurrying, uh, getting, shooing the kids off. Tremendous negative impact on kids. And it's been an afterthought. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hurt their dreams, their future, learning loss, risk of abuse, their mental health. And now with our knowledge, our vaccines, uh, if our policies don't reflect a more measured and reasonable approach for our children, mm -hmm. they will be paying for our generation's decisions uh, the rest of their lives. And that, to me, is the greatest underreported story of the past year. Okay. What's going on in Chicago? Uh, I give up. What's going on in Chicago? Teachers Union is pushing for uh, going, oh. back, going back to... Um, learning from home from zooming yeah uh, yeah well you got to figure that that that's everywhere right yeah so uh, are we going to learn or are we not going to learn um and, and by the way good for her i heard i i think i saw this somewhere mrc uh, media research center said that they aren't planning to or didn't run this this segment on the on the actual program um or, or something along those lines so I'll, I'll i'll follow i'll get the information we can follow up on it but essentially leaving it on twitter but not putting it on the on the network so. yeah no, okay so two things right let me let me answer your first question which i, I just avoided right that that really belongs in the prediction section of our of our show um but but i'll i'll bet you right now we have the same kind of setup we had last year right where we have some jurisdictions the ones wholly owned by the teachers unions that go home and don't come back. 
and we have some that are hybrid, right? Um, and and the question is how many how many are going to be um, you know go homes and don't come backs? I think an unfortunately large number, right? Um, so that's one. <coughs> and then the second thing, and this is something I've been waiting for for a while, right? I don't have a number in front of me, but I'm willing to bet that most reporters, most national reporters are now um, females, right? And a, and a really large chunk of them are women with children um, at home. And I've always thought it was just a matter of time till these reporters, till their, till their personal experiences started to bleed into their reporting, right? Where they started to ask questions about, about this um, isolation of children, right? Because everybody who's a parent knows it's not a good thing right? yeah it's, it's just not you know kids kids are human beings are social animals and and kids are that times six right um i'm glad that i'm glad that miss crawford said it i expect there's gonna be lots more people to say it it almost doesn't matter what cbs does with it right because it's you know it's it one of those damn bursting moments right yeah 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 so i'm, I'm i think it's great I, I i've been waiting for it and I'm glad. Yeah, and if, uh, one of my wife's uh, relatives, a, a doctor who has been dealing with a lot of this uh, firsthand, he deals with senior patients and whatnot. And he, you know, basically affirmed what we were chatting about and what uh, folks that we know and trust who follow this have said, which is that he's pretty comfortable that this is the the end of this. If this uh, the way that this thing is reacting now. Uh, with these very mild symptoms, very short, um, you know, time that you're out of pocket, so to speak, if at all. Um, and, you know, uh, it's the way that it's sweeping through families and whatnot, um, that he feels like we're, we're at the point now where we're going to be in a, a year or two from now, and we're going to be taking a flu slash corona shot every year period done well, you're going to be taking a flu slash corona shot every year <laughs> and maybe that won't be required either but that's the other weird thing about here everywhere you go you have to show your card if you want to like stay in a, in in a building but you can go in and order food and come well, back out so well the best thing is the best thing is dc right in in dc they just i read the executive order um last night because i figure i'm going to be in town right shortly yeah <clears throat> yeah so the dc executive order requires you to show a vaccination card uh, and to be fully vaccinated by february 15th right but the best thing is you're not the business is not allowed to ask you to show an id to match the vaccination card okay repeat that for our listeners and so i get that clear in my head yeah, so in D.C., you're going to be required on January 15th to start showing your vaccination card to go into restaurants, gyms, theaters, like that, right? Um, and you're going to have to have at least one shot by January 15th, and you're going to have to complete your vaccination sequence, both shots, by February 15th, right? You follow me so far? Yes. But the businesses in question, while they are asking you for the vaccination card, will not be allowed, are not allowed to ask you for an identification card show, proving that it is in fact your vaccination card. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Because that would be discriminatory, no doubt. Y yes, of course. So, so uh, my, my prediction, one of my predictions for the new year is there's just gonna be a hell of a lot of counterfeit vaccination cards floating around DC. <laughs> well, some good entrepreneur is gonna, you know, 
make a boatload of money off of this wise decision. I, I, I just, I, I hope so. Like I said, I read the executive order last night. And I laughed. I'm like that. Yeah. Because that, you, because God forbid you, should, you blow a hole in the whole like voter ID thing. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, like I said, that is a socialist government at work. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, all right. One clip and then we'll, we'll get into the next segment. Uh, this was from an interview that uh, a gentleman named Charlemagne the God, which I, is that his last name, the God? I, I'm not familiar with. with I'm, I'm assuming like Mr. all these, I'm assuming like all these guys, his name is actually you know, Clarence Jones or, you know, Dave Thomas or something like that. So this is a 20 minute segment, but I'm going to skip all the way to the end because it is pure softball up until this point. Um, and it's interesting to see when even remotely challenged in a quote unquote interview, um, how sensitive some of our friends on the left get. Who's the superhero that's going to speak against Joe Manchin? I want to know who's the real president of this country. Is it, Bi is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? She can hear me. <laughs> can you hear me now? Can you hear me, Madam okay, President? Well, I'm sorry. You got a rap? Uh -oh. So I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. They're acting like they can't hear me. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, so who's the I real So who's the real president of this country? Is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? Madam Vice President. Come on, Charlemagne. I really Come on. It's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe, and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden. And I'm Vice President. My name is Kamala Harris. And the reality is because we are in office, we do the things like the child tax credit, which is going to reduce black child poverty. Okay, so I'll, I'll cut it off there because it, you know, it's it's a we do all these things, maybe if we pass this bill, um, but it's first of all, Simone, of course, is the is the uh, the woman who's leaving the administration at the end of the year, who the media has been fawning over for I don't know how long tried to do, do pull of what Biden's folks do is just basically cut off the reporters or the media at the, at the second that there's, there's this notion that they're going to have to be challenged, but man, how, like, what's the deal with her response? Well, you know, <clears throat> I mean, first off, Charlemagne is, is the second is the, is the most popular, most listened to uh, black radio talk show host in America, right? So he, she, she couldn't let him just say that, right? The other thing about Charlemagne that you got to know is, you remember this in the campaign, as soon as I say it, you're going to remember it, right? That um, Charlemagne had a conversation with candidate Biden during the, during the race, right? During the election, uh, during the campaign. And um, you ain't, is this the you ain't black? That's exactly the same yeah. guy, right? yeah. same guy where Joe Biden says, hey, man, if you're in favor of Trump, you ain't black. And Charlemagne was like, whoa, buddy, just take four steps back, right? Nobody <laughs> yeah. says that, right? And 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 Charlemagne ended the ended the Kamala Harris, right, where she went on her long, longish tangent about all the stuff they had done, put the done in quotes, right? And he he was funny. He said, he said, you know, he said, I'd like to see this vice president Harris a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can and, I can I can skip to that. Hold on, I'll play it. Uh, it's it's fine. It 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 um 
the point is, is that he's a, he's an interesting guy and he's a different thinker. Right. And that, that always is a dangerous thing to put your, to put your principal in the middle of. Um, Cause he might say something like, Hey, who's actually the president here? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, he's not the first guy to ask that question, but he's the first guy who's like supposed to be on their side who asked that question. Yeah. Well, and, and the influence that he has. Right. So it, it, you know, um, he and he and Rush Limbaugh did did a couple of joint um, did did some joint times on their shows together, and it was a little awkward, but it was kind of interesting, right? Very very similar, uh, very similar folks, right? Guys who were clearly not linear thinkers like the rest of us, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, not not a great week for for for. Vice President Harris, uh, she had a couple other other interviews that she kind of mumbled and stumbled through as well. So, you know, they're they're closing the year out uh, kind of the way they they <laughs> they came into it, kind of hobbling around. So, can I can uh, I can I can I pimp my column for one second? Of course. And by the way, your uh, your Christmas column was fantastic. And for those who haven't read it yet, we're going to put it in the show notes. Um, uh, you should read it. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, it, I, I wanted them to be great, and, and I think they were okay. Anyway, um, the subtitle of my year in review is, it's been a dumpster fire. And <laughs> it, it, there's, no other way to, there's no other way to think about the year, right? It's just been a dumpster fire. So, yeah, well, um, I'm, you know, as I said, I'm not upset about it, quite honestly. Um, I'm not one of those who say, oh, well, you know, we want to root for him to be successful if his policies are crap and they will, they will not, uh, it will amount to no good for America and Americans. So. No, I agree with that. But at the same time, you want to at least have a marginally competent president because the other 8 billion people on the planet are watching and um, assessing his willingness to do stuff. And, you know, it, if I were the Taiwanese, I'd have a different answer to the question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd prefer a guy who was a little bit butchier than this guy. Yeah. <laughs> if they watch that clip, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to shut down the virus. And then the, the, the closeout to the year of uh, this problem belongs to the States. It's only going to get solved at the state level. I gotta go. I'm going to Delaware. I'm tired. <laughs> this problem belongs to the States. Uh, Marine one's waiting for me. Peace out. You guys. <laughs> Oh man! Well, what a year it has been, Mr. McKenna. Uh, All right, let's think about but, next year. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, this is going to be our New Year's special, where everyone in the world makes predictions. And uh, Mike came up with a great idea that he's going to fire off some questions and ask uh, me to f- comment on what I think is going to happen, and then he, I'm sure, will have something to say about it too. All right, um, who's going to win the Super Bowl? the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills is the correct answer. That is, in fact, the correct answer. Um, Who's not going to win the World Series? The New York Yankees. The New York Yankees is also the correct answer, um, which will make, what, 13 years in a row and just once in the last 22 years. Yeah, if they even have a season. They'll have a season. Brian Cashman gets fired, yes or no? In 2021? Brian Cashman, for those of you who don't know, is the general manager of the New York Yankees and has been for this entire disastrous run. Yes, Brian Cashman, uh, 2021, yes. No, even though I would like the answer to be yes. That's correct. He does not get fired. Um, 
University of Michigan wins the college football championship. True or false? Uh, this would be a pure guess. So I say false. Uh, that is correct. There's no way Michigan wins because they're Michigan. So that's just that. Um, this is fun, man. Where do you get a long list or what? I got, I got, I got four or five other things. Uh, I'll think of, I'll try to think of a couple while you're while you're throwing. Um, the um, the energy situation in Europe becomes so bad that people in America start to take notice. Can I? Do I have to say true no. yes or no? Or can I have a little caveat? You say whatever you want. Yes, if something happens in the Northeast or Texas again. Or somewhere else okay to focus on it i'll take that um only if only if yeah so something has to happen on shore mm -hmm. um congresswoman ocasio cortez runs against senator schumer for the democratic nomination in new york for that no Senate seat. she does not she does not she does not run against him she likes the form and the platform she has all the power, no responsibility. I think that's correct. How many seats do the Republicans take in the House? How many do they net in, in November? Net? Okay. Net. Help me out with net. Meaning um, like, like how many seats do they do they overcome and win? No, no, no. We're sitting at 211 or 12 now. I kind of I kind of lose track of that. How many we're gonna have in November? Uh, after two, after two, we get certified in January, rather. 235. So you think that we you think we net 23? Yeah. I'm gonna go high and say we net 40. We go to 252, something like that. Two okay. Two thirty. So it was 235, 252. I, I I usually do conservative. So I was thinking in the 240. So that sounds about right. Okay, that's fine. But um, what are they gonna do? Here's my prediction. What are they gonna do with that majority? Oh, that's your prediction question. No, my question, my prediction question to you. Well. We both know the answer to that. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, wait, did you did you just get here, Tom? Okay. They're gonna they're, you know what? They're gonna do oversight because that's what they always like to say. We're gonna do oversight. It's gotta, bro, they gotta clear the barn. Well, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, they, they gotta clear the barn. We so should you know what that, that that's a separate question. I'll give it to you as a separate thing. In the lame duck session in 2022, um, every piece of outstanding democratic legislation will get passed. True or false? Uh, not every piece, but most of it. Most of the really terrible ones. Most of the really terrible ones in exchange for one or two things and they'll call it a victory. Fair enough. Um, what's the final, what's the final size of whatever Joe Manchin winds up voting for? One point. Two trillion legitimate CBO scored dollars. That's a pretty damn good guess. I hadn't thought about that. But that's probably about right. Um, I'm going to steal let, that. I'm going to steal that. Right, if it's okay with you. Let me bounce it back off of you. What? What? What are the? What uh, will Schumer bring to the floor? He'll bring the. He'll, he won't bring anything to the. You mean for this mythical January vote? For the BBB. Yeah, he won't bring anything to the floor. So it won't even come January. to the floor. It'll, no, I mean, it'll get it'll get done in February as part of the continuing resolution thing. I think because right. it's, it's just the tax titles now, right? There's nothing else. Okay, um, so it get rolled into a into a cromnibus, I think.
Um, but I could be wrong about that. Um, uh, Senate, how many seats do the Republicans wind up with in the Senate after the elections? Oh, man, I just, it's plus Part two. Three. Say again? Plus two. Plus two, so 52. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lisa Murkowski wins or loses? Wins. <laughs> as painful as that is. I was yes. going to say, was it that painful? <laughs> <laughs> Herschel uh, Walker. Herschel Walker wins or loses? Uh, if In order for it to be 52, he has to win. He doesn't have to, but it would make it makes it a lot harder if he doesn't. So. Make life a lot easier. Uh, um, J.D. Vance um, wins his primary in Ohio and wins. True or false? Again, if he one of those two has to win in order for, for fifty two to be a reality. So um, that's correct. And here's the thing: like you can feel my enthusiasm <laughs> for J.D. Vance, right? <laughs> all right here's one for you dr oz yeah i think dave mccormick's gonna win that thing pretty easily yeah i think he's gonna flame out big time yeah oz you mean yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah look mccormick's a solid citizen right he's he's from pennsylvania yeah dr oz lives in new jersey right yeah okay guy lives in jersey you know, mccormick lives in you know has lived for most of his life in pennsylvania west point guy i mean he you know he's just a solid human being right it's the kind of pre, it's the kind of person people like to vote for Senate, right? Does he win? Does he win this the the general? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, Pennsylvania, and we've had this conversation before. Pennsylvania has been trending more Republican um, for the last twenty years, right? And it, I I can give you a number on it if you want, right? The 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 number's about plus seven, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I have no reason to think that's going to stop in this cycle right um and i think you know connor lamb's big pitch is going to be hey i'm a veteran then mccormick's gonna be like so am i keep moving right right um it, it, it i think we hold on to pennsylvania i'm more worried about missouri with eric greitens if i could figure out a way to ask that question eric greitens i would um trick question i don't imagine you're going to have an answer on this right now the republicans have a 27 23 advantage in the governor's ships right after 2022, keeping in mind there are 36 seats up, what's that split going to be? Um, I, you know, without having seen which seats there are, because I haven't done this, I'll, I'll give you a hint. I'm going to say there's a, going to be a plus up. Two of them, two of them are, two of them are Maryland and Massachusetts, where Republicans are sitting in seats they shouldn't sit. Okay. Well, Maryland. I mean, Maryland's going to flip back. Um, but Massachusetts, uh, I just don't know who the candidates are, but Massachusetts elects Republican governors. So, you know, that could, well, that could be a one, a one loss, but I don't know, like if there are any marginal, like Nevada, for example, might flip. So uh, I would say, I'm going to say it holds or maybe okay. plus one or two. Okay. Um, I think but you, you got the knowledge here. So you tell me your prediction matters more. I think we're, I think we're looking at a 25, 25 deal. Wow. Okay. Well, this thing, this thing in Georgia is toxic, right? And it's going to, it's going to result in a defeat. That's just that, right? You mean uh, we're going to have um, Stacey Abrams as governor of Georgia? I think there's that's more likely than not at this moment. Yes. I I see no way you have a terrible, bitter, awful primary, um, and then you all hold hands and you know vote for the other guy. 
this is this is part of the problem with having with having the president um, endorse people, right? It's polarizing. Yeah. It's polarizing inside your own party sometimes, and that's where. Well, we're you know that um, this is starting to get some traction because we aren't. You aren't the only one talking about it anymore, right? We've seen uh, Rich Lowry run yeah. a piece on this and a few others. So, um, uh, yeah, it's starting to mainstream a little bit. Yeah. Well, it, it you know, it, blind man see with a cane, right? Um, inflation, rate of inflation next year. Um, what's it right now? Yeah, it depends on how you count, but probably we're going to wind up with a with an overall year over year about eight percent, eight and a half percent. It's gonna. It's not going to go down. It's going to go up. Yeah, eight, not quite. Not quite nine. Yeah, I think that's probably right. It's going to be a bad year for sure. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, we're already talking about like going back on a on a budget, on a fairly strict budget, because our you know our grocery bill, like you know, we we hit we had people over for Christmas and stuff like that. And we're throwing five hundred bucks at you know at groceries every now and then. It's crazy. So yeah, I had that. I had a I had a similar reaction. I rarely I rarely note that stuff, but I had a similar reaction. On a, on a, and on what was a third shopping trip for Christmas dinner, I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Um, assault deduction cap. Hell no. Okay. No changes. Okay. There's no way. There's just no way. Uh, how can the progressives vote uh, allow a vote uh, that the message becomes that we are shoveling more money on into the pockets of rich people? You got me, kid. I, you know, I didn't vote for it in the House, but all the, <laughs> but all the Democrats did. So they're all they're already pregnant. Um, all right. Um, all right. Uh, last one. I think it's the last one. I'm sure you have a couple. Um, somebody, some the, the public health community will eventually will start to acknowledge in, in next year that vaccines are not in fact vaccines, that they are therapeutics. No. You don't think so? They will not. They will not, they will not come off the word vaccine because the, the, they, want to, they want to make ensure that we equate mRNAs with vaccines going forward. Okay. And, you know, they can't, I mean, the pro, the reason we're in this mess in the first place is because nobody can admit when they made a mistake and, and just say that that's what it is, right? They just call it science. So, um, so I, I wish, it, I wish it were the case, but I don't, I think the answer is no. Okay. Um, Olivia, Rodrigo, wait a minute. We have something else. You go ahead. I got two more. Olivia Rodrigo will win best new artist at the Grammys. <laughs> I have no idea. I'll ask my kids. Hold, hold on a second. <laughs> I'll ask them. I'll tell you what they say for next week. Okay. Based, uh, based on some of the songs I've heard, I hope not. Okay. Uh, one last one. President Biden will announce after the midterms, um, probably in December of 2022, that he is not running for president again. If not sooner. If not sooner. If not sooner. Wow. Um, okay. I think that's it for me. Okay, um, who's going to win the AL East? Uh, the Red Sox. Okay. Um, what is the likelihood that the Yankees will make 
any significant trades between now and when they do they do start the season zero okay um will donald will wait, wait let me rephrase it will donald trump announce he's going to run before or after the midterms he will not announce he's going to run at any time so he will not run i do not believe he will run okay all right. I don't really have any other any other questions for you, man. You and, ran the gamut he, on that. And if he decides he's going to run, it will be he will not make that announcement until fairly deep in the 2023. Okay. To to try to box everybody else out. Correct. I, I, I think that strategy might backfire because I think if people run announce they're gonna run before he does, then they can say, Hey, you know, you we we waited long enough for you, man. Well. So. I mean, you've already got two guys who are running, right? Right, Pence and Pence and DeSantis are already running. So, okay, who will be speaker? <sighs> wow, Steve Scalise. Who will be majority leader? We're making some news right here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh wow, I don't know. Um, I got to think about that. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one. It's good. It, somebody from somebody, almost certainly somebody from the Midwest. Right. But I'm not sure who, you know, who, you know, actually, you know, who should be majority leader. You're not going to like this answer, but the, she more than anybody else is responsible for, would be responsible for the Republican majority. Anybody else not named Joe Biden, at least Stefanik. Okay. Uh, interesting. Interesting. I mean, I, I I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of like where she comes down on a bunch of issues, but she is without a doubt the most effective candidate recruiter that we have. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Shift over to the Senate. Who's going to run the Republican party? Republican conference. <clears throat> Senator McConnell. Okay. For as long as he wants to. Got it. And lastly, will I change my residency <laughs> in 2021? Um, I think you're going to join the great migration to Florida. Yeah. The great. Okay. Thank you for that vote of confidence. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right. What do you have? Anything else? That's it for me. All I got is a bad cough and a bad attitude. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Uh, it's been a hell of a year for us here at the unregulated podcast. I'd like to give a shout out and a huge thank you to our loyal listeners. You know who you are and uh, thank you for your encouragement and your feedback all these weeks and weeks and weeks this has been the highlight of my uh my uh, uh week every week uh, doing this show so i look forward to another another run maybe we'll get 52 in next week let's see yeah man next year the 52 in next year, year. <laughs> yeah oh, we might week. get in 50 we might get in 52 next week <laughs> we, might, we might not <laughs> <laughs> oh crap all right well take it easy my friend happy new year to you and happy new year to everyone out there and yeah, everybody. Everybody have a have a happy and healthy New Year, right? <laughs>